I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a little bit of soft, a little bit of snow, and snow globes. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Quote, Snow flurries began to fall and they swirled around people's legs like house cats. It was magical, this snow globe world. Sarah Addison Allen. That's a beautiful line. And I do miss snow. Even the possibility of snow. The chance of snow. I miss the thought that I might wake to a winter wonderland. I miss the anticipation and guessing that starts weeks in advance. The predictions and forecasting. The probability of a white Christmas. Imagine if you lived where you could see the northern lights. And then, for the rest of your life, you didn't. There would be a missing of that. Of that which you knew had been beautiful and inspiring. And then was gone. There are trade-offs, of course, but I keep seeing pictures of snow in my feeds, and here it has been mostly sunny and bright, often intensely blue. Objectively, these are beautiful days. They're beautiful sunsets, crisp mornings, but if it's sunny, we are too warm at 56. If it's foggy, 56 is cold. I do miss snow, just as I miss seeing fall leaves and autumn colors. And I have always missed these things each year, and the years have continued to pile up and grow and amass, and and it is now a bunch of years. Probably I just miss the idea of snow. So often we get caught up in the idea of things. Even when we know the reality is a bit different. So I miss the possibility of snow, that anticipation, the quiet of snow, the way snow blankets the earth. But I am always grateful for the view here, up the hill, down the hill, the city and tableau when I drive to the pharmacy the ocean in the distance when I drive to school, and flowers, always things in bloom all year round. There are trade-offs. The sky in all of these directions changes minute to minute, with sweeping changes sometimes day to day, new colors and patterns, new light. Quote, my breath came out in a fog and rose into the milky sky. Snow fell on my eyelashes, and all of Brooklyn turned white, a world in a globe. Every snowflake that I caught was a miracle unlike any other. End quote. Alice Hoffman. If I was to bottle up a view, what would it be of? If I was to fill a snow globe that I could shake and recall a place, or be transported to a place, or look into and onto a place, real or imagined, what would it be? What would be in that scene? How full or how simple would it be? 
I fear I might need a very big snow globe, but I am working on simplicity. A simple scene might be incredibly powerful and peaceful. What would that view be? What view would be the one view I would want in a snow globe? A view that would always feel magical. What view would you choose? I've had snow globes swirling around the idea of them, but I don't know that I've ever really stopped to think about what would be in my own snow globe, the one I might hold in my mind's eye. The images that immediately come to mind are both coastal. Oh, what a snow globe I might make. I will say that there is a tree in either image and lights, golden lights, warm, quiet, snow. I thought these things through. I surprised myself by what might go in. What would your view hold? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CMP. This is episode 457, Snow Globe. I am Amy. I started and then finished a book recently that is typical winter and December-themed fluff. I sometimes read these kinds of books at this time of year. And it's from an author that I've read before, but this specific one was somehow particularly fluffy. Even so, It's set in a sweet little town that links books and characters together through an entire series. And if you are a Louise Penny fan, you know the allure of such a town. This was not a Louise Penny book, but you know that kind of town, that kind of street. There are lots of authors who do this, who create a place and then continue unfolding stories in that place year after year after year. There were enchanting moments in this book, even though it seemed very thin to me. There were enchanting moments. There were enchanting images. The main character drives around town to town, her tiny house in tow, and she stops wherever it feels right or wherever her snow globe leads her. It's a bit thin, but there was a snow globe, just like there are snow globes in lots of Hallmark movies. At least one of the Evergreen movies, which is set in the town of Evergreen, Vermont, in the series of movies, at least one has a snow globe that people hold and shake and make a wish. It's an incredibly magical and powerful thing, this town snow globe. In the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen, Bernard the Elf gives Charlie, Santa's son, a special snow globe. Quote, Inside the snow globe on my father's desk, there was a penguin wearing a red and white striped scarf. When I was little, my father would pull me into his lap and reach for the snow globe. He would turn it over, letting all the snow collect on the top, then quickly invert it. The two of us watched the snow fall gently around the penguin. The penguin was alone in there, I thought, and I worried for him. When I told my father this, he said, Don't worry, Susie. He has a nice life. He's trapped in a perfect world. That's Alice Siebold. Have I ever had a snow globe? Surely, right? I mean, everybody has a snow globe. Have I ever had a snow globe? A cheap souvenir one. Something brought back from a trip, maybe plastic. 
a dark background inside. I have the faint impression of a white plastic exterior, a half globe though, not a full globe, not a real snow globe, a souvenir kind of thing. And what was inside? What was the scene? Feel like it was from a place, maybe the name of the place. That's what I think it's lost, but a real snow globe, spherical top, a real dome stacked and sloping bottom. I don't think so. Quote, I feel like I'm a snow globe and someone shook me up and now every little piece of me is falling back randomly and nothing is ending up where it used to be. Amy Reed. Two years ago in December, we pit stopped in an antique store and saw jewelry encrusted trees, these vintage jewelry trees. And we've been planning to make one ever since. We were planning to make one before that. I had gotten really enchanted and enamored by the idea. And then I saw these in this antique store when we happened to walk by. And I've talked about this. But initially, what caught my eye that day on the street, looking into those windows, was a snow globe, a snow globe in the window. A few summers ago on a plane, I watched Love the Coopers for the first time. And sometime after that, I started making notes for a snow globe show. And in my files, there are snow globe notes that even have an episode number. But that episode turned into something else. The next year unfolded, and I kept pushing the snow globe aside. It kept hovering in front of me, though, and I kept turning away from it. I just kept pushing it aside. I don't know what's here other than an impression. The idea of a snow globe. And maybe a half hour of soft talk or flurries falling on snow-covered ground of lights and trees and just a peaceful moment of the allure of that peaceful moment. There's so much busyness every day in our world and day to day, and especially for many of us at this time of year, so much busyness, so much getting caught up in the hubbub or getting caught up in family and the anxiety that may go along with that in getting caught up with buying and list making and wrapping and decorating and all of it. Sometimes we need to find that peaceful moment. Maybe this is just a half hour of the idea of a snow globe, of the quiet of snow before there are any footprints breaking the surface, of the magic that comes when you shake up a snow globe and a peaceful scene plays out on demand whenever you want to see it. So today, some flurries, some shaking, some unexpected backtracking and transporting ourselves into the past with a little shake and a wish. There's some back and forth here. I decided not to iron it all out. I'm going to let things just gently move around little concentric circles that weave in and about. And throughout this show, I hope you think about snow globes, ones that you may have had or that you have, and what you would put into a snow globe in your mind. What moment, what scene. From CMP episode 343, quote, So four little vignettes 
each different, and yet I sense that they go together, that they are held by invisible threads that really do tie them in ways that are true, reflective, and have just a bit of laughter and whimsy, and just a bit of gossamer shine, and just a bit of the everyday, just enough. Shake them up and let the snow fall. There is warmth and coziness in the quotidian, truly. When I think about that, there is such comfort in it. These days are often such a flurry of wish list making and deal checking and fear that we're not giving enough. And yet in the evening when the lights are low and I turn the little copper strand on and in the other rooms, the colored lights are on and just breathe. It all won't get done. We don't need all the things There is enough to make do, and there is too much. Too much in a time in which there should not be. Things are all askew. Shake up the snow globe. Watch the snow fall. And that was December 2018. When I first saw Love the Coopers on the plane, I'm not sure I noticed the snow globe. Or maybe I did. I can't tell now. In the times I've watched it since then, I always notice that brief moment of her perusing her snow globe collection. It's beautiful. I enjoyed Love the Coopers, but Family Stone, another Diane Keaton movie, is a favorite. It's an every year favorite. I could easily see a snow globe moment for the Diane Keaton character in that one too. A family moment a table scene. Part of the magic of the snow globe is the quiet. And yet with the shaking and the snow falling, you have the sense of a bit of wind, soft, muffling, and muffled sound of snow, the whoosh and the whisper. Quote, it almost felt like we were driving in our own world like we were inside a snow globe, and there was music and sunlight and smiles and laughter floating in the air. And it was all self-contained in a beautiful bubble filled with glittering water that made things seem a little unreal, a little dreamlike and hazy. Melissa C. Walker. I think we need snow globe moments. I think we all need them. We need snow globe moments. Maybe we need one on a shelf, a real one, one we can pick up, feel the solid weight of it, one of significance maybe, but maybe we also need a mental shelf of them. We don't necessarily need a bunch of them sitting in front of us, but a mental shelf of them. Each snow globe holding a moment we've created, maybe one frozen from a memory or a layering of memory, the feeling of a stack of moments more than a single one. Think of the jars in Harry Potter. Those jars, all of those memories. Think softer, smaller. Think of your mantle or the top of a bookshelf or a TV cabinet. Imagine a little corner there where a snow globe sits, one that is special. It blends in with the surroundings Maybe you forget to notice it's there, and yet it's there. It stands alone. What is in that snow globe for you? What would be in it that so when you went to pick it up and shake it, you would be looking upon a scene that would bring you calm, peace, hope, maybe bittersweet memories, mindfulness, gratitude, love. Maybe you choose a snow globe that is so calm in its contents that when you shake it, You sink into the quiet of the falling snow. 
mindful. From episode 28, 2006, the boys and I were getting out of the car at a mall a few weeks back, just about dusk, and as I closed the door of the car, I heard the tinkle of a handbell. I couldn't see the bell, but I knew that most likely a Salvation Army stand was posted at the door of the major department store near where we were standing. Who hears the bells, I asked. Who hears the bell? I hear it, said Matthew. I hear it, said Spencer. Where is it coming from, said Matthew. And before I even had a chance to answer, he said excitedly, Up there! I looked up and saw a plane. Its lights illuminating the darkening sky. No, that's not it. I laughed. It looks like a sleigh, he said resolutely. What a wonderful perspective. What wonderful magic. And seeing it through their eyes is so precious. So special. I could probably hear the bell from one of Santa's reindeer this year. I am sure there are years where I would have thought the bell broken. But this year, the boys almost six and almost three, the magic is tangible. I want to reach out and grab it and hold it and capture it, store it, preserve it, sprinkle it around, shake it up and down in a snow globe that will forever hold the magic of these days. Days when a sleigh flying overhead seems the most logical explanation for the sound of a bell ringing nearby. No matter how hard some days are and how long, there are moments of pure magic that I'd be lost without. I hope you have some magic too. And if you don't, borrow some. The keepers and preservers of magic often could use a little break. 2006, episode 28. And when I found that, I was overwhelmed because, wow, I would never, ever have remembered that, that moment, that magic, that feeling, that lightness, a moment of me saying that I could hear the bell, that I would hear the bell. What a gift to do a search, looking for the notes from the last few years and find that section of an earlier show. I felt like I had just shaken up a snow globe, seeing those words. The magic of memory falling softly all around me. A memory that I don't have. I have those words. It's like reading a story, and yet knowing the words are mine. The story cloaks me, blankets me in the quiet of a frozen scene. And I can envision that scene but I would never have remembered that moment. It is a frozen scene that has the ring of small bells and children's laughter. And this is from 2018, July. And then on the plane last week, I had this one crystalline moment One moment, a moment of light 
awareness, insight, the moment of this show. I was working on a drawing, and in that moment, I jotted down a few things on what is, in effect, a mop-up page of sorts. People who paint always have this kind of page, and I seem to end up with one when working with ink, and these days with marker. The page grows, it gets full of marks and dabs and squiggles, and I could change it out, but there's something comforting about it. It becomes this messy and vibrant page, and I love it. So this page sits on the clipboard that I've been using as a support for my index cards. And on the plane, having this moment of insight, I jotted down the contours, thinking that the show was there. This morning, feeling an emptiness that scared me a bit, afraid of not doing a show, I sat down with the clipboard, you know, ready to transcribe the brilliance of that moment, the clarity, the insight, the simple gossamer thread into the backbone, foundation, and fulcrum of a show. In my head, I'd made notes that would simply be the show. No work required. I could relay this moment and experience to you, and you would glimpse the beauty of the moment too. I lifted the page covering the splatter page and found only this. Moment of perfect. Pick me. Let there be light. The Coopers. Are you Mrs. Fiddler? Extra cream. Three things you are happy for. Be more joyful. I looked at those words, scrawled down in the left corner, a line dividing a small space into this little section of notes, footholds of a moment, but scant. That's it? That's all I jotted? That was the moment? That was, in the moment, an entire show? A notebook entry into my soul, into the reality of things that are hard, things that are offset, things that are being delayed or put on hold? In that moment, everything shut down and was still. And in that moment, everything was full. There was a sense of expanding into a moment that was so content. But that's all I wrote down. And so here I am to tease at the edges, to recreate, to fill things out and in. The moment on the plane was the culmination of almost three weeks away. But the moment had nothing to do with those weeks, really. It was a moment of pause moment of pause there in midair. I drew my portrait while I watched Love the Coopers. I drew, and the light in the plane was bright. The movie was entertaining. I had a piece of paper, a pencil, an eraser, a pen, a cup of coffee. I was all set and content. In that brief moment, content, this, I thought, this is a moment of perfect. I didn't even fully know how to explain that. It was just a feeling an expansion of self, a warmth, a moment of this is enough. I was in the air in between weeks where I was with people who really do know all that is going on with me, and yet weeks in which I could just close my eyes and almost pretend that life is easier. Caught between that and the real world waiting for me a few hours away. A moment of perfect. A girl, a coffee, a drawing, a movie. Why can't we have more moments like that? That moment of perfect. That was 2018. That is when I watched Love the Coopers. But that moment and the moment that became the show was not about snow globes. 
and seeing that list again and finding that list, stumbling over that list, it enchants me even now. And in that show, I elaborated and elucidated. I gave the context of what that list actually meant, what those things were. Are you Mrs. Fiddler? I had forgotten. I forgot. It was just, it was a moment. And it was a moment of perfect in the moment. And yet we have so many moments like this that we forget. These snow globe moments, these moments of perfect. Quote, fortunately, we are given these moments when our boundaries suddenly disappear and we are nowhere and everywhere. Color and light break through and eternity is revealed once more. End quote. And that is the Reverend Sue Ann Yarbrough. I may not remember the sequence, this whole snow globe sequence, but my words have the story because from December 2019, my notes say, the snow globe idea filtered into view in an earlier show, and then the crush of days and some kind of virus got hold of me, and I couldn't follow up on it before Christmas, but it was in my head. And over and over and over again, I ran into snow globes in the movies we watched, in fragments and wisps from books that I've read or listened to. Some of those wisps I kept trying to track down. Your luck with that is hit or miss, I think. I saw Love the Coopers in July last year on the plane for the first time and was so excited to add that to my holiday lineup. In December, we keyed up Love the Coopers and near the very beginning, there is a reference to her snow globe collection and an image of that. In looking more closely, I found an article about the making of the movie and the producer's decision to really focus on the snow globe motif. Quote, since the family matriarch, Charlotte Cooper, played by Diane Keaton, collects snow globes, the home itself was designed to resemble a snow globe. Snow globes are an image that defines the whimsy and the beauty of winter. The essence of the sphere is that you exist within it. So our story, a beautiful Christmas story, exists metaphorically in the snow globe. End quote. When I found that article that year and those quotes from an executive who worked on the movie, I was just enchanted with the wonder of that, the production value of that, the analysis that had gone into tying the story to the scene in a way that most viewers would never totally grasp. That vision, the entire house as a snow globe, oh, it's beautiful. Quote, the essence of the sphere is that you exist within it. Our story exists metaphorically in the snow globe. As I talk about snow globes, I keep flashing again on that small one, that souvenir one from somewhere, white, plastic, shake it up, see the city name or fireworks or something. And maybe I never had it. Maybe I just held it and shook it in a souvenir shop. Faulty memory is the name of the game. It is the nature of being human. For most of us, it is the reality. I don't know if I had that or not. I have now written so many times this image of this white plastic one that it has become my image and become a memory. And I no longer have any way to know if that memory is real or true. It is an image that flutters around the periphery. Quote, 
quote, I sometimes feel like my own little world is encased in a souvenir snow globe, the kind you shake so you can watch fat white flakes swirl around a miniature Eiffel Tower. Every now and then, far too often I feel, fate has taken my globe in its unfeeling fingers and given it a cruel, vigorous shake, unleashing a merciless blizzard that left me snowblind, dazed, barely able to breathe. That's James Hankins. I wonder if your outlook changes if you grow up knowing you are someone who should and will have snow globes. I wonder if you hold a snow globe as a child and hook onto that magic, if you shape a different reality for yourself, if you live a calmer internal life, if you approach life with more positivity or hope or optimism or gratitude, more awareness. I fear that there might be a woman somewhere with a shelf of snow globes a house of snow globes. And that story can go two ways or myriad ways. But how sad would it be to live with that shelf and not notice them, be immune to their light and tranquility, have lost the ability to see them? How sad to walk through that house and never glance their way. What would it take to reawaken the inner hum, to have gnarled and naughty hands pick up a snow globe, shake it, Gaze in on the quiet scene. Remember, what might break free? What might break free with that first picking up and shaking? This is a story I need to write. This woman and her story. This woman and her story. And the other woman and her story. The same woman and a set of parallel stories. The other woman has these snow globes and values them. But where did they come from? What life did they live? I need to know. I need to meet and know them both, I think. The one I want to learn from. The other I want to help. I didn't know this story. On the last day of NaNoWriMo, after a month of loose writing, I talked about this last time, but loose writing, these notes somehow opened a crack this story sprang up for me as a story that is there, a splinter of light into a story that I have in me and that I am so curious about. I think I have to pursue this pair of stories and see where they go. Quote, he remembered such days from his own childhood in the mountains, rare moments of escape when he went into the woods, his breathing amplified and his voice somehow muffled by the heavy snow that bent branches low, drifted over paths. The world for a few short hours transformed. That's Kim Edwards. Love the Coopers played a role. Snow globes ended up becoming a focal point for me, a theme I returned to again and again with longing, and yet didn't write, didn't elucidate, didn't lock down or in place. Life is busy. Life is sometimes hard. Life doesn't always go as planned. But the idea of a snow globe, just the hint of it, the whiff of it, the gist, that's today. Don't look too close or the magic will be lost. Quote, as a kid, his favorite toy had been a snow globe that held a small town of gingerbread buildings and peppermint streets. He'd wanted so badly to live there that one day he'd smashed the glass ball, only to find out that the houses were made of plaster. 
the candy stripes painted on. Jody Pico. That is the feeling of the snow globe for me, at once a scene encapsulated and at the same time a moment of expansiveness, a quiet stillness that stretches to embrace the viewer, the world within so full of possibility. These words worth repeating, quote, fortunately we are given these moments when our boundaries suddenly disappear and we are nowhere and everywhere, color and light break through and eternity is revealed once more. So what goes in your snow globe? Do you have a snow globe? If you do, go find it. Shake it up. Shake it up. Do it for everyone, but shake it up and watch that snowfall. How does it make you feel? Draw it. Paint it. Add it to your sketchbook. Add it to your journal. Write the story of it. Where did it come from? When did you get it or why? No one needs a hundred snow globes, not in this day and age. Finding the right one, the perfect one, oh, that is definitely an overthinking moment for sure. The ones in your memory, these snow globes in our minds, they are worth considering. That is it for today. It is noisy out my window. All of these things don't quite go with the beautiful snow globe idea. But really wanted to finally do this show. And it may be a show I return to again and again. I don't know. There is a feeling that this isn't finished and a feeling that I could keep going back in and keep crafting this show. And yet it has now been years. Years with this recurring idea of a snow globe. I hope you are having a peaceful December at whatever point you hear this. If you still listen to the Creativity Matters podcast, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I thank you so much. I am grateful for those of you who do listen. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy and as Creativity Matters Podcast. And as I've mentioned before, I am in the middle, not quite the middle, but I am doing the 100-day dress challenge. And so I am spending a lot of time with a different Instagram account. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way. That includes Kofi, the Amazon wishlist, and the few of you who remain at Patreon. I appreciate all of you for your belief in the show. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good holiday, everyone. Have a good end of the year, everyone. I will be back in the new year.